welcome back to Chills and Kills, our f- oh dear. Fourth. Fourth episode. Fourth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Becky. I'm Tash. And I'm Emma. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, welcome back. Who's ready for some sh- short stories? Yes, please. Yeah. Are you sure? Are you sure? You sound like you're ready for a, bed. I was, I was yawning, but I thought oh, I need to answer quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, I've just had a short story pop in my mind because Ooh. The, this is the weirdest thing ever. But Tash actually works in the pub. That my mother-in-law, her parents used to own. So my mother-in-law grew up in the pub that Tash works in, which is completely random and insane, right? Considering that we men- we all met in another country. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've like never... When we all lived in the UK, we didn't know each other. So there's no, there's no connection, you know, there. It's completely random. And uh, as you've said, Tash, your pub's pretty haunted, right? Well, yeah, I think so, and I actually had an experience recently. So if you tell your story, then I can add to that. Well, it's nothing major, but I've got to try and remember it properly. From what I can remember, she said, she said she was she was upstairs and she went into her little brother's room, so he would have been a baby in a crib at that point. And yeah. I think she just went in to check on him. So I'm not sure how old she would have been, maybe teens like early teens or pre-teen and all of a sudden she got like the feeling that she had to duck like she went in front of a window and she got the feeling that for no reason at all that she just had to duck down and she actually ducked down and crawled her way across the room like to not be seen by the window and it was just like this I mean those windows are low as well so it's it's like completely irrational there was no reasoning behind it she that's just like the instinct she got was to duck down and anyway after I don't know looking into stuff and learning about stuff apparently somebody was shot in that room from somebody outside oh yeah so that's mad so there you go so that, that was a bit creepy Oh, that's so creepy. I have to go work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the other day I was at work and it was, there was like the kitchen staff on shift and then there was me and my manager, Emily, who's actually French. And um, she's like a tiny lady, like she's so slim and lovely. And then obviously there's me with my... Uh, Thick thighs that kill lives. And um, I was like standing in between, you know, like where you'd sh- shut off the bar to go. You know, normally like some places like a lifty up door. Ours isn't. It's like a regular swingy low door. Yeah. Um, but I was stood there like looking at the diary. I think I was on the phone and... Like, if we're on the phone or something, just to get past, like, Emily will just, like, sort of grab your waist and just sort of move you across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just sort of a normal way to do it if you want to get past someone and they're sort of on the phone or whatever. Well, a bit like, do you you remember at the pub where uh, 
in in France, that was how you'd get past somebody that was up behind that swingy door. Exactly that. You just sort of like shimmy past, don't you? Grab yep. their waist, you sh- sort of move them and shimmy across. Yeah. And um, that's just quite a normal, you know, we're not shy about being tactile either, so whatever. And I was on the phone and I felt someone bar, like behind the bar side do that. So I just stepped across looked behind me and there was no one there but like definitely felt someone do it and I did think at the time I was like oh that's weird like and sort of looked around for Amelie and uh, there was nobody else on shift and um and yeah she was upstairs at the time doing some stuff in the office I was downstairs on my own so that's creepy yeah, I didn't really, like, at the time, I was just like, oh, okay. And it was quite busy, so I just sort of, like, carried Maybe on. Maybe you're, um, you're in for a little bit of a ghost hanky-panky. Maybe it was uh, I mean, testing the water. you know, slip your hand up my skirt. That is fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was really weird, actually. And I, I actually remembered it today because we had one of our other colleagues in and she said that she didn't want to close up on her own because she was scared because of the ghost. And I was like, funny you say that. <laughs> he felt me up the other day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like I've been in the pub loads times on my own. And don't get me wrong, it doesn't make me feel super comfortable because it's an old building, it's in the middle of nowhere and it's pitch black. But I don't feel unsafe, if you know what I mean. It's just a bit... It's just a bit creepy, isn't it? But You've got like a, a friendly ghost, not one that makes you feel horrible. Yeah, I don't feel uncomfortable. When it, and it, But I also think it's... I've lived in sort of old places yeah. on and off my whole life, so you just kind of get used to it. If anything, it's just the fact that it's dark, isn't it? Because when the lights are on, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, night time and being in the dark. <clears> I never liked um, closing. And it's late and you're tired. Yeah, like, yeah, Your yeah, mind yeah. plays tricks on you anyway, doesn't it? Because you're, like, tired. I do wonder sometimes, though, the fact that we spend an incredible amount of time just researching creepy stuff and talking about creepy stuff... Are we not, like, opening ourselves up to it? I'll be honest, I couldn't do the research that you two do because it would play on my mind so much more. Like, I feel like, because I listen to it once, like, real time when we're talking about it, and then I'll listen to it again when I listen to the podcast, it doesn't affect me too much. I mean, I say this, but I also watch an enormous amount of horror films and stuff like that, but I'm quite... um, I'm quite in the moment type person, so I don't necessarily sit there and dwell on something and can uh, remember, oh, that was scary. When I'm listening to it at the time, like, I'm petrified, yeah. but I also forget quite quickly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for, for me, it's more the fact, are there, like, invisible ears listening to me, thinking, oh, if she's into that, shall we, yeah. shall, we, shall we show her what we can do? And no, no, I get what you mean. Just so, if you are listening, I don't want that. Thank you. Okay. Do you want me to do a little short one and then you do your short one and then we'll see how much time we've used? Yep, yep, yep. Well, hopefully enough, because that's all I've got. Yeah. Well, I've got a couple more. That's, um, yeah. I have got a couple. Okay, you do yours. You do yours. Yeah. I thought because um, on the mini-sodes we tend, so far we've done a lot of paranormals um, 
on my side anyway, I've done a few. So I thought I'd do um, a murder story from um, people that write into Reddit and stuff. Um, so yeah. I was looking yeah. through and I was trying to find ones. I found one from um, ones for other episodes that are a bit longer uh, about vivid dreaming and stuff. But this one, I thought uh, we could have a couple of stories of people that were nearly murdered, you know, have a, had a really close call. So there's quite a yeah. few really interesting stories on there. So here's one of them. It starts like this. When I was young, maybe four or five, my family lived in a small town of about 1,200 people. It was mostly a farm in town. My dad was the manager of the only bank in town. A farmer that was one of our, one of his customers missed out a lot of payments on his loan. So in the end, the bank foreclosed and took his farm. Oh, that's sad. That's sad. Oh, that's really sad. But you can cut. Especially in such a small community as yeah. well. It, it makes me laugh you guys are going, oh, such a small community. There's like 350 people that live in my town yeah i bet you were like yeah, but you live in a village 1200 that's practically a city <laughs> exactly <laughs> so yeah the bank foreclosed and took his farm which is sad oh this farmer apparently blamed my father personally so he went to the bank with his rifle and threatened oh, shit. and threatened my father my father is this in france no this this is in america i think Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I know that farmers can have guns, can't they, in the UK, but it definitely sounds... How they've written it definitely sounds um, American. I mean, most farmers in the UK have yeah. guns, I'd say. Um, and in France, Yeah, I think. in France. Like, I think well, that's a pretty standard thing to have on a farm, yeah. isn't it? More people go hunting and stuff here, don't they? Um, <laughs> sorry, that was really minging a bit. That sounded awful. <laughs> my father talked to him and cops were called farmer was arrested and arraigned does that mean arrested Uh, the father was arrested and arraigned does it mean detained is that is it the mistype possibly bail was posted for the farmer so he was released from jail i think things like this people shouldn't be on bail if you threaten someone with a gun, it means that you are a little bit whappy. But it's a very specific person he's threatened. But he's gone to a bank with it. With a gun. With a gun. Also, if you can if you can pay for the bail, you can get the money together for the bail. Why don't you use that to pay your exactly. loans? Exactly. Yeah, because bail money, when you pay that, why, you know when they say, oh, he was on held on a million mm-hmm. pound bond, does that mean they have to pay a million pounds to get out? I've always wondered that, and I've no idea. I don't know what bond means, but I think bail is like where you have to pay. Um, you have to pay the bail. Yeah, money, but I'm don't assuming you? it's not twenty grams. People don't have twenty. A lot of the time, it is something like twenty thousand. It's a lot of money normally. Oh my! You don't get that bad, do you? Well, no, it's like a fine. I think. Yeah, but what happens if you're held on bail and you weren't? It, you were innocent. I'm going to have to Google this for next time. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. 
I've never been held on bail. Neither have I. You'd think for um, a true crime podcast we'd know this. I'm ashamed. We're, we're all learning together here, Emma. Yeah, just muddling our way through. Yeah. I'll, I'll have a look for next time. Um, okay. So, yeah, he was released on bail. So he was released from jail. A few days later, my family were eating dinner and we heard a truck pull up outside. I wonder what they were having. Chicken. Um, Chicken papa. <laughs> definitely. It was a really, really quiet street in a small town, so that my father went up to the front window to see who pulled up. It was the farmer! Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> Literally about to do the whole da 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 And he came with his little friend, his shotgun. Scary as fuck. He walked straight up to the front door and knocked my uh, my bastard. What the hell? Um, He walked straight up to the front door and knocked. My family busted ass out of the back door and ran to the neighbor's house. Our front door was unlocked, so he could have opened it, blasted us all straight away. But I guess he didn't think to check it. I mean, I think polite knocking. Yeah, before you murder a family. A polite murderer. Yeah. Yeah. To be murderer, but not quite. The cops were called again and the farmer was arrested. My family spent the next week or two in a hotel a few towns away until it was assured that the farmer would be in jail without the possibility of bail. Damn straight. That's it. That's what I'd be doing. Yeah. So there we are, a little murder story. Not quite murder, but nearly. You don't want to piss off a farmer, you know. No, I don't think so. I don't know if you remember from living here, Tasha, but nearly every other murder here is a farmer. The two, the murders, the murders in in my village where I used to live, that tiny weenie village, they were farmers. There's a high, yeah, they do have a high... They have um, a high suicide rate as well, like, don't they? Mm. Suicide rate and and just death rate in general, don't they? A lot of farming accidents happen. Um, I remember some, hearing some awful farming accidents when when I lived there. It was an awful oh, one. Oh, yeah, there have been. Wasn't it, with that little boy? That was awful. I oh, think there yeah. was a, I think there was one with a child in um, in the place where you used to live and that we're moving to as well. Because I used to go out with a fireman who was called to the um, to the accident. And, uh, yeah, it really fucked him up. And he actually quit being a fireman afterwards. Oh, God. Oh, really? I couldn't be doing with uh, being a fireman and that. It's, it's, it's too upsetting when it's children. It's so intense, isn't it, to be a pompier? Like, like the stuff they do for the amount of training they have is what paramedics are doing, like, in other countries. Oh, well, yeah. Really I know they are, I know they are really, par- aren't they? I know, but they, but they are, but they're not, because it's not, like, it's on-the-job training. They don't, like, go to school to do this training and stuff. Like, my little brother's a pompier, and they don't, like, he's not been to college to learn all that. No, no, it's, it's just, on like, on-the-job. Yeah. Like, and it's quite intense, yeah. isn't when it? When I, I worked at that you know whether they make all the plane parts as part of the security yeah. team <laughs> yeah exactly and um <laughs> a lot of the i mean i'm the fire marshal at work <laughs> are you <laughs> why do 
I find yeah. that it's so funny. It's only because I'm a supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you have a little hat that you have to wear if there's a fire? No, but I did ask if I could have a megaphone. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you get one? No. I really no. want you to have one. <laughs> It's like the smallest pub in the world. It wouldn't be hard to get everyone out. <laughs> get out, you idiots. It's yeah, on fire. Yeah. Um, when I worked there, a lot of um, firemen work there because they have to be there on site. And um, either that or ex-firemen, ex-paramedics, and a lot of ex-army as well. And um, yeah, when we had dinner, they'd all talk about... That's all they'd talk about is all their what they'd been called out for. So you're trying to, like, eat your sane and they're talking about this person that blew themselves up or... Um, yes. Oh, um, one, one of them said the worst ones that he had was... Um, um, the worst one that he had, he says that you do kind of interrupt a lot of abuse and domestic abuse and then there was one time they walked in and this man was trying to rape, rape his wife... They, oh yeah, my God. He, they managed to get him. They shouldn't have gone in, really. It should be the police doing that. Um, but they managed to pull him off her. He went and ran. The police took after him whilst they stayed with the wife. Then the police rang. They finished with the wife and um, one of the ambulance. One of because there was two uh, ambulances call out, so one of them stayed with the wife, and the other one got called to a different call. And the call that they got called to was the husband had crashed his car and, like, gone under a lorry almost. Oh, no. And uh, his head was flat, basically, and they had to do CPR on him. And it was just, like, bubbling. He said it was awful because the man he was just, in case he was an organ donor, they had to keep him alive, had to keep the blood pumping. So, yeah, that was awful. He said that was probably the worst one. She kind of see, you could see how it played out. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Fun fact, in a, in France, you're automatically an organ donor unless you have... Opt out. Um, mm. Yeah. Med- medical reasons, isn't it, to opt out, though, isn't it, yeah. I thought? No, you can, you can decide not to donate your old organs, but you've got to actually, like, have it on your wallet yeah. that... You're not, oh, okay. you're you have to sign up to donor. the not an organ donor rest. Um, yeah, instead of signing up for it, you have to sign off it. Per- yeah, that's good, yeah. isn't it? But yeah, I think it's great they, because they won't have they won't have our blood, um, will they? Because we because of mad cow because we've of living in the I UK. Oh my Do god! I remember that. Yeah. I wanted to give blood, and I was outraged. It's such a shame because, like, me and Ben are both very... We're not the same blood type, but we're both rare blood types and neither of us... Yeah, I've got a rare blood type as well. And, uh, yeah, they they don't want us. I've got uh, the second most common. (laughs) But then again, everyone... um, A lot of people can have mine, you know. It's not the the one... Yeah. yeah, So it's, it's just a positive. It's one of the... But it's if you're born between, if you lived in the UK for more than a certain yeah, amount of time. Yeah, it's between 80 something and 96 or something like that. Yeah, um, something because ridiculous. we lived there until the 2000s. Um, yeah. yeah, so it actually. Um, but I think it, 
I'm sure it is like till 1994 because I remember being like, this is ridiculous. I literally would have been four. How much beef do you think I would have eaten in my yeah. whole life? Yeah, no, it's because um, apparently um, it's a pronoun disease and they don't actually know how many of us are carrying it. Because it's it. Well, but, the French blame the English, and the English blame the yeah. French, don't but they? But then other so. people are like it actually came from America, so I don't really know where it came from. I think probably was the UK, yeah, but uh, anyway, anyway, shall we go on for a different story? If you're still uh, okay, so my story is a really weird one. It's very short. Um, so. In 1954, a smartly dressed man arrives at the airport in in Tokyo. So he's going through customs just like all the other passengers. However, when he produces his passport, the customs officials don't recognise the country that he's from. Um, So they, you know, they question it. uh, They question him about it, and he says, "Oh, I'm from a country called Tered." So apparently he was Caucasian looking with a big beard. He spoke loads of different languages, but his primary language was French. So this guy starts to get really frustrated that none of the customs um, officials have heard of his country. And he says, well, I've been to Japan like three times. I've never had this issue before. So they give him a map and they ask him to show where his country is. And he points to the country Andorra which is on the border between France and Spain. Yeah. It's just a tiny yeah. little country, isn't it? Yeah. So this guy's now like, this is where I'm from. I'm from Tered. I've no idea why it says Andorra on your map, because uh, that's not what it's called. It's called Tered. And yeah. um, so he's getting really het up. Officials don't know what to do. He says, oh, my country has existed for at least a thousand years. The fact that you haven't heard about it is ridiculous. So on him, he had all sorts of different currencies that were correct currencies, you know, from like euros and dollars and whatnot. He explained his trip saying that he was going on business and he gave them the name of the company that he had business with, which they looked into. And it was indeed a company, but they'd never heard of this guy. So he also gave them the name of the hotel that he'd be staying in. And that also existed, but they'd no booking for this particular guy so at this point the customs officials are like at a total loss of what to do so they take him into custody they confiscate all his belongings and all his documents and all his currencies oh and put him in a nearby hotel and they place two guards in front of the door so you know he can't escape just while they look into it and try and suss out where this man's from So just to be noted, there was no balcony. He was really high up in this hotel and there was only one door in and out. Yeah. Which had two guards placed in front. So there's no escaping. So anyway, the next day, the customs customs officials come to collect the guy and he'd vanished. There was nobody in the hotel room whatsoever. So that's weird. But the weirder thing is that all his belongings had been confiscated, all his money, his documents, his, you know, his suitcase, everything. It had all vanished as well from the customs, um, the customs possession. So, yeah, 
And that's where the story ends because this guy just kind of just vanished. Almost if it was like a a different dimension and he slipped into ours. Well, there are three uh, theories. So the first one is he was from an, you know, an alternate universe. Yeah. And he just kind of, I don't know, while he was flying, ended up in our universe. Or that he was a time traveller, you know, like the time slip things. Yeah. Yeah. Or that it never happened and it's just a massive hoax. But this is quite a famous story. Yeah, I've heard of this from Therese. So, yeah. The man, Therese, Therese. is that, is that... Um, it's not an actual place. So has it ever been a place? Like it's not, you know how they sometimes change the names of places, like... As far as I'm aware, no, it is not an actual place. And never has been. Yeah. Oh, I like these ones. They these are the stories that I love because I just think like what happened? (laughs) Well, we never we'll never know. We'll never know. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. I yeah, I like that story too. There is you know apparently an explanation that he was some massive fraudster and that he later got arrested and caught and whatnot but i'm not into that i'm just into the creepy stuff yeah oh no i don't think that's the answer i think um so i'm just going with he vanished time traveler yeah ultimate time slip or ultimate universe i think it's one of those that type thing yeah yeah Yeah, for sure when did this happen uh that was in the 50s Ah. hang on 1954, that happened. And there's no picture of him? Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. No. I'll, I'll, I'll have a look, see if there, there was one. I mean, the, on, on, what I, on the website I was looking on, was just, it just looked like a blurred out image of a standard Caucasian man with a big beard. So I don't <laughs> yeah. know if they were just like using a stock photo or if, or if that was actually him. So there. Very strange. Yeah, really strange. Yeah. So there, that's, that's, I think we're done. Yeah. Well, I've got a tiny weeny, tiny weeny little are. story that won't take long. It's only two paragraphs. Another, well, I then. was nearly murdered one. And it was um, this guy and it starts like this. Uh, we were playing tag and some kid was it. I was trying to, ta- ooh. That's how tag works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they they understand they understood how to play. I was trying to run away from him, and he was closing in. I ran to this truck nearby that was parked on the road. Then he looked left and tried to push me out onto the road. Me, who was too busy to avoid him, didn't look in time, and I got hit by a car. Oh God! The kid laughed his ass off while I was on the floor oh my God. screaming in pain. Psycho! And he stopped laughing when the person who hit me yelled at the kid, um, asking what was so fucking funny about this horrible situation. Um, I think I did tell the police about how the kid tried to lure me out onto the road, and the go the dude that hit me confessed. Confessed, confessed that there was a kid laughing when he got out the car. 
but in the end the police only pressed charges against the person who hit me and not didn't do anything about the kid luckily our family moved who's blatantly trying to kill him yeah that kid's like ted bundy or something isn't he yeah. Our family moved to a different city uh, right after that, and I got one. I got out of the hospital, so I didn't see him again. Bloody hell! So yeah, a little mini story, but that was a uh, kids' man. A little, <laughs> a little mini story about a little mini psycho, and now he's probably a big one. <laughs> Those dead-eyed people That's fun. that you see. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, oh. a nice little bit of murder. I'll sleep well tonight. <laughs> Should we wrap it yeah. up? Let's. Um, well, stay safe, guys. Don't push people in front of cars. Don't murder people's families. <laughs> <laughs> and keep it weird. Bye. 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 Bye.